Hello and welcome to Sync, a show, a radio show, a podcast, a visual, we don't really know yet. But welcome to a place where we discuss music in film and television and the beautiful composers and supervisors that make it happen. So today we are going to be talking about space. Now why are we talking about space? Because in 2012 I watched the movie Contact with Jodie Foster and it changed my life. In 2012 I wanted to be an astronomer, an astrophysicist, and then I like took physics and like realized I can't do math, like at all. But I recently rewatched it because I have the DVD with the commentary now. I also have the book and I love it so much. I'm so happy. Um, I'm gonna move over so y'all can see my sign, yay. Move that cord. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking about this and I've been studying to the music a lot. I have a big old study playlist and I, Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for the love. I appreciate it. Um, I absolutely love this movie and I absolutely love the soundtrack And I was also thinking about one of the weirdest songs in the entire world, which we'll get to later Which is calling occupants of interplanetary craft by carpenters. That song is cursed. That song is cursed I do not like that song. It was in American Horror Story. It has bad memories with me like in terms of it playing in my room over and over and over again when I was at my old college and there was a ghost so not a wonderful thing, but the song is so wild and the story behind the song is so wild, so we'll get to it. But those two things in combination, those two things combined were what led me to this. So let's get started. So if you want to move over to Spotify right now so you can listen live with me, I'm going to talk about the songs that are playing. I'm not going to listen to them because like the dual sound of my voice plus the like song will absolutely mess me up because... My brain can't handle like eight things at once. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so I want to start with songs that were broadcasted in the space because I think that that is an incredibly special and beautiful thing. Um, so the first songs that were broadcasted into space were actually on the Voyager record, um, which was sent out in 1977 on the Voyager space. Um, but the Voyager record was this huge record. Um, they included instructions on how to build a record player in case it ever found any sign of life. Like in the movie Contact, um, sorry. From my knowledge, from my research, from my experience, this is the first songs, group of songs, things that were put out into space. So the only song I could actually find record of that was like actually on Spotify was uh, Johnny Be Good, which was released in 1958. Um, it's a Chuck Berry song, we love to see it, um, and that was sent out in 1977 along with a series of theremin recordings. Now, if you don't know what a theremin, no, that was, mm, uh, mm, incorrect, I looked at my notes wrong, I'm sorry. So, I don't, it was, like, instructions on how to build a record player, it was the Voyager, like, sort of, what, who, what the Voyager was, who humans were, all on this record, Johnny Be Good, music, yay, human life. Um, a lot of like frequencies and sounds that were um, could be decoded sort of kind of thing. There was another um, type of code sent out. I have forgotten what it's called. It starts with an A, but it's basically a big like it, it's like a visual, but also a frequency that like talks about DNA and human life and like history. It's beautiful and like the Earth's substance and it's like it, it looks like a computer graphic. That you would make on like MS Paint. Yeah, so Johnny Be Good was one of the first songs ever broadcasted into space. I don't know, like, if there were any more. NASA and my research didn't tell me that there were any more. I have a feeling there were, but like, we'll see. 
Um, the next sort of group of songs that were released into space were Across the Universe, which is a Beatles song released in 1969, and a theremin concert, which was recorded. It's like eight songs, and it's a lot of specific, like, composers that are older. So, like, there's a Mozart song, there's a couple of other songs, um, but they're all played by specific artists on the theremin. Now, the version I've included in this Spotify, I don't believe is the version that was sent out. I have no idea. They hired special musicians just to um, play and record these songs. Um, but the theremin is really special because it is actually played the theremin. So I love this. But it's actually frequencies and the way that you play it is there's an antenna and it sort of your finger interrupts the frequencies and creates new frequencies at different sounds depending on how close how close it gets to the theremin and you can like wobble it to create like vibrato. It's a beautiful instrument. I think it's so cool and it shows up a lot later in sci-fi sounds. It's a very big, I guess, theme or through line of what sci-fi sounds like in the future. And I will get to that again in a moment. But um, so Across the Universe, I personally think is such a beautiful song to send out into space. If you think about it, like if you picture in your mind, like an abyss or like a big like void and that song just like playing into like the void with all the echo and the like well there's no echo in space but like I like to imagine that it plays with echo like if you play it in a big dark room and like just kind of going nowhere and nobody can hear it and it's like it's kind of wild to me so I wonder why they chose that song um they were broadcasted in 2001 together and then again in 2008 with a very special like across the universe message which was just across the universe and not the theremin concert. So I wonder why they chose that song specifically because it's so late. Like it wasn't in the seventies or in the eighties, like closer to when the Beatles were like the cultural icon, not just a cultural icon. Like, of course they're still a cultural icon, but like, of course. Um, but I think that's a very specific song. I really like that choice. The theremin song is very pretty too. During this, I'm gonna probably talk faster than you can listen to all of the songs. That's okay, I'm really sorry about that, but I feel like you can kind of get the point, and if you wanna go back and listen later, that's the point, so yay. Um, next, I'm gonna move on to like scoring movies about space. So there's a song from Day the Earth Stood Still, which is Prelude in Outer Space by, ugh, all of these composers that I've listed are like my favorite composers ever like alan silvestri is my favorite composer i love him so much anyway but uh this is composed by bernard herman who did taxi driver he did a ton of alfred hitchcock movies beautiful beautiful composer very known for his very specific sounds and i believe this song has theremin in it do not quote me on that i did not write it down and i'm not currently listening to it However, comma, it has a lot of the classic sci-fi sounds that you hear in music that is composed for space movies specifically. Um, also, a lot of the movies that I'm mentioning are about human exploration in space as opposed to like aliens coming and conquering and it being like a whole thing. And they're not really set in a fictional world. So I didn't include Star Wars on it. I'll mention it later. Um, but I did not include Star Wars on that because it's set sort of like outer, out of like the world that we currently live in, I guess, if that makes sense. 
Um, so all of these songs are primarily about contact because it's about trying to communicate with aliens and sort of the optimism that a lot of the later songs portray that I personally have issues with, but again, we'll get to that. Oof, um, gotta stop doing that. But yeah, Day the Earth Stood Still, which was released in 1951, beautiful song. Next, we're gonna talk about contact. Yay, it's so hot in here, oh my gosh. Um, and no, I'm not taking off my jacket, um, but Contact soundtrack is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my entire life. The like very specific melody that's like da 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 like so beautiful and it plays throughout the whole thing. Contact is a very emotional movie because it's not about like it's about like a woman and humanity's relationship with each other as opposed to like being about outer space. Like you never see an alien really, no spoilers. Um but it's very beautiful. It's again, one of my favorite movies of all time. Jerry Foster, Matthew McConaughey, beautiful cast. We'd love to see it. Um, but this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soundtrack. It's one of my favorites to study too, because there aren't a lot of like hard hits. Like a lot of the songs that I'm gonna play start out kind of quiet and moody and they go into hard hits, which is like very jarring if you're trying to study or sleep, but Contact has like a lot of songs that do not have hard hits and then like one or two that has like a very sharp like moment or sharp like it transitions into it so yay um next i'm gonna talk about gravity which was released in 2013 that was composed by stephen price now gravity has a i believe an award-winning soundtrack i know interstellar does which we'll get to later um but gravity soundtrack is has that echoiness that um Alan Silvestri's Contact soundtrack doesn't really have. Like, if we're gonna rank all of these, I guess, in terms of like their genre or identify, I guess, um, Prelude in Outer Space definitely has that kind of rushy, like, ooh, adventure, like space sort of moment. And then Off Away to Space and the entire contract Contact soundtrack is very emotional. Like it doesn't really utilize a lot of like traditional sci-fi music. It's very, like moving and very nostalgic, at least for me, but I also feel like it sounds nostalgic as well. Gravity definitely has that tense feeling. Gravity won the Oscar, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I was like, I know they won something. I feel so bad, thank you. When people give me answers to my questions, it warms my entire heart. It makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, so to me, Gravity feels very, I don't wanna say hollow, cause that's not, that sounds like a, like a diss or a put down when it's not like it has that very like large cathedral-esque sound that's very tense like very like kind of eerie and sort of I don't know, like this if that makes any sense i can do this on video and you get what i mean i love i love body language um next we're gonna do interstellar which is one of my favorite movies of all time as well um and i believe that Interstellar won awards for the soundtrack. If it didn't, I'm fighting. But Interstellar was released in 2013 um, and Hans Zimmer was the composer. We love to see it. We absolutely love to see it. And Interstellar sort of does a similar effect to Gravity, but because Gravity's visuals are so um, like, I guess, the same kind of like echoiness 
about like it's it's about being in the space station as opposed to being in space so it's sort of like how do you figure out what best original score they won best original score thank you thank you google i appreciate you so interstellar also won oscar no he lost i lied i'm sorry i'm a okay first of all that's disrespectful i first of all i want to apologize because i miss google and my very shallow research i tried to research awards before this um i don't know how i feel about awards i feel a sense of injustice right now um about that piece of information anyway interstellar um like it feels like movement it feels like it has the kind of exploration that i guess um, Bernard Herrmann tried to do as well but instead of taking this more rushing approach it has a very like slow kind of climb this song is my favorite song in the soundtrack and I know it's like very close to the top of the soundtrack very introduct introductory I'm nervous can you tell I'm nervous I don't like being in front of a camera contrary to what people believe okay I think that was kind of what I was trying to say so little bits and notes um gravity was actually the one that was like what does space sound like and interstellar was more about large mass like thank you i appreciate you um but i think that's kind of what i was trying to say that like gravity has this big echoey kind of moment um even though space is an echo to me if i went into space i don't know anything like i don't know anything but from what i've like learned um to me space feels like it would echo simply because you would look into it and feel like there's no end. So even if it doesn't physically echo, like it would feel like it doesn't end. Um, Interstellar, if it's more, I guess, large and mass-like, that feels kind of like this sort of adventure, but like exploration, like where are we going? What's going on? Let's go through the whole like spectrum of this moment, like as people and as like, I don't know, it feels like innovation, it feels like exploration, but not in the rush way. I'm gonna, we're gonna move on because I'm 17 minutes in. I'm gonna try and keep this about an hour, but um, we'll see how it goes. Um, and next we have Arrival, which was Johan Johansson, which I believe I'm pronouncing right. I listened to some videos, I listened to some interviews. If I am wrong, please do not hate me. I tried, I'm so sorry if I did, but Arrival is also a very good movie. Um, Sorry, it reminds me a lot of Contact. Not in a bad way. I love Contact, if you can't tell. Released in 2016. Um, it's very similar to that kind of... I think it takes, I guess, like gravity. It's a nice intersection between gravity and um, the day that Earth stood still. It has the very... Like, like echoey space of gravity. And then it goes like... Echoey is like not a not a good word but that's all I can think of like all I can think of is like this and I guess getting bigger and bigger and bigger and to me the way I process that is sounding like an echo but anyway you get the point um but to me it has that sort of it will go creepy I guess it will go eerie and go kind of tension still with like they have arrival uses a lot of instruments that are I guess sci-fi sounds um it's I'm I don't know if the song I put in there has theremin in it, but I know that there's some mild theremin use in Arrival. 
Um, Arrival is a lot more eerie of a movie than Contact is, but they have a very similar message and end and that sort of thing. Again, no spoilers, even though it came out in 2016 and Contact came out in 1987. This is a show to promote Contact. Hashtag not sponsored. I'm kidding. Um, but yes, I think that this soundtrack utilizes um, juxtaposition very, very, very well. Not even just throughout the entire soundtrack, but within songs as well. I really like this soundtrack a lot. It's kind of hard to study to because there's a lot of sound and a lot of sharp hits, but it's a great soundtrack and I really like it. If we're gonna move a little bit, I just wanna touch on like Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, like movies that are, and TV shows, I guess, Star Trek, um, that are set in space but are not about human contact. I think their soundtracks are a lot more big and adventurous and they utilize a lot of the theremin, some mellotron, like a lot of instruments, a waterphone, 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 the, the thing with the tubes and you go like this. Um, they utilize a lot of that, but they have a lot more of a rushing sound. And I know later Doctor Who and the Star Trek movies and later Star Trek television episodes didn't do that as much as earlier ones, but I definitely think that they reserve those quiet moments for the emotional quiet moments in the piece of media. Whereas I guess movies that are about hu being a human and exploring as a human and the like appeal and draw of outer space are a lot more still and um, introspective and like they utilize, they play off of human emotion a lot more than trying to create a universe that is everything, I guess, that is scored by sort of rushing sound and they sort of, I don't know, I don't know. But these, a lot of shows and movies that are set in outer space but are about like a fictional world, Firefly, use a lot of the same instruments as early scoring, etc. I'm gonna move to Space Age Pop. I'm gonna go kind of quick through this, not really, but I wanna start with Telstar which was released in 1962 by the Tornadoes. This is a section of pop music that kind of created the genre of a lot of the scores. They utilize very still, almost like elevator music, lounge music types of sounds. And like they paved the way for a lot of these composers to utilize specific sounds. And I think a lot of the sort of soundtracks and um, compositions that I was talking about before take cues from like this specific genre is called space pop take cues from space pop in sort of utilizing quietness and not relying on big rushing sounds orchestral like rises and falls and drama not that there's anything bad with that but I definitely think that they utilize these sort of like very chill um, allure of outer space as opposed to the kind of almost anxiety and rushing feeling that it causes like there's definitely that sense of mystery definitely that sense of um calm appeal to it i want to talk about I, I i know some people have to go so i very much want them to hear this so i would like to discuss my favorite subject in the entire entire world which is which is absolute blind optimism and i don't like to use the word blind when it isn't like because it's kind of like ableist i guess the music the pop music that came out in the 60s 70s 80s was very optimistic 
if we think about David Bowie, which I'll go more into depth later, if we go into that one Carpenter song, which is just the weirdest thing in the world, Carpenters are like, um, like, I'm on the top of the world again, like cute little happy 70s pop and some song about getting your heart broken. And then it's like this seven minute long song that's this huge production about like space and aliens contacting them through the radio. And they're like, the way that I think epitomizes this sort of mentality was a space race mentality. We are gonna go into the earth, we are into the space. We are going to bring earth to other people. Like, I mean, are we gonna say that's a little bit of like colonialism? Absolutely. However, it was definitely the sort of sense of global like excitement and global, like we're gonna go on the next big adventure. But in that came the sort of optimism that wasn't founded in any facts. And so if we take a line from calling occupants, it goes, um, uh, um, calling occupants of interplanetary craft. And then they're like, we've been observing your earth and we'd like to make a contact with you. And then like Karen Carpenter sings like, we are your friends. And it's very nice. It's too nice. If aliens came to this planet, which they probably, you can go on Reddit r slash conspiracy and just, you, you can go, I'm not even gonna talk about it. But, or r slash UFO if you're really, just like be careful, turn your VPN on. Anyway, um, I think that this kind of optimism is absolutely, it's, it's not it. Like, I don't know, it's not it. Because I think the way that contact handles it, the way Arrival handles it, even the way that the 1977 Voyager record handled it, is they didn't send a person, obviously, like that would be not a good move because in 1977 and in 2020, that person would die if they sent them on the Voyager. However, I think that the sort of um, telecommunications and frequency um, observation is a very good way to communicate with any form of extraterrestrial life, as opposed to, I guess, believing that aliens are gonna come to the earth or we're gonna go to another planet and we're gonna be friends. I don't know if I, if I saw an alien, I would freak out. I would freak out. I wouldn't have any violence. I would just run. It would scare me because it's like, we don't even respect people who are like different than us in this country and in this world. If an alien came, we would not be friends. Also the alien would kill us. So like, let's just, it's just not gonna be fun. But there's such a sense of optimism. There's such a sense of wonder. There's such a like fantasy that is built around this like space race, I guess, global happiness and global sense of adventure that just shouldn't exist. But there's all of these songs about that. Um, calling occupants, Starman and Life on Mars, and even, I mean, I, I don't want, this is a sad song, but like, um, um, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? The other David Bowie song about going to space. Space Oddity, thank you, Spotify. Um, but like, even though Space Odyssey is really sad and depressing, like it's still about like, space and going to space and, and wondering and having a sense of adventure and a sense of wonder and acting on your curiosity. And um, Purple People Eater, I'm just reading from my playlist and I, I weeded out these songs because I didn't want the show to be too long. I weeded out these songs.
And these are just the ones I have on here. 2000 light years from home is a little bit less, like, even like Steve Miller band going space cowboy. Like it's, 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 it's happy, it's optimistic. Like walking on the moon, like even like man on the moon, like all of these songs are all about wonder and it just confuses me, I don't get it. Like even, even in contact, they send a radio frequency first and then it, Ellie goes to the planet, not a good move. And um, she luckily does not get hurt, but the aliens like in that wanted her, they built a, they sent instructions to build something to do something. And the whole discourse around it is like science versus religion versus like having faith in something whether it be faith in a higher power or faith in like your work and technology and science and like where does that marry and where does that tear people apart? Sorry, this is not a contact promotion video. I just really like the movie. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not, but also watch contact. Um, but I think that that sort of approach has definitely become more popular in media and even popular in music, which I didn't pull up any modern approaches just because like I'm talking about this specific period in time where it's like, yo, the aliens are not going to come and, and be friends. We're not going to go somewhere and be friends. Like, that's just not it. Anyway, I want to talk about music supervision. Let's get into it. Um, so if we're going to start, I'm going to start in the order I just listed songs. So Telstar, by the way, was in Mad Men, Pioneer, and definitely influenced later film, as I said before. Um, Calling Occupants has a very weird story behind it in terms of like it's kind of weird cult that grew up or that like centered around the song. The fact that this song just kind of came out of nowhere and is weird as hell and like has absolutely no like like attachment to any songs that Carpenters has ever put out. Like literally listen to the top five songs on Carpenters and then listening to Calling Occupants what is that? Like, what is that song? I don't get it. It was, I, it, it, I'm sure there's a conspiracy theory somewhere about why they wrote that song, who they got in touch with to write that song. Like, I, listen, I have some thoughts, which I'm not going to say on the internet, but it is the recognized anthem of World Contact Day, which was started by the, like, Flying Saucer um, group which is a group of people who like scout UFOs and believe in extraterrestrial life. They're very vocal about it. You can just Google them. Um, but they have their own like, um, they're the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Um, I'm just gonna read this little paragraph. Thank you, Wikipedia, that I have written down. Um, the idea for this track was suggested by an actual event that is described in the Flying Saucer Reader, a book by J. David published in 1967. Correct. However, comma, who gave them the idea to actually make this seven and a half minute out of genre song? Why is it so weird? I'm sorry. I love the song, but I hate the song because of past experiences with it. I think it's a good song, but I can't. It goes to all hits radio and I'm like, skip. I can't. I can't. Sorry. Um, my feet are on a shoebox. Um, but I think absolutely that um, it just it creeps me out. Um, by J. David, published in 1967, in March 1953, so why is this before this? Uh, an organization known as the International Flying Saucer Bureau sent a bulletin to all its members urging them to participate in an experiment termed World Contact Day, where at a predetermined date and time, they would attempt to collectively send out a telepathic message to visitors 
from outer space. The message begins with the words calling occupants of interplanetary craft. So, World Contact Day was like, yep, this is our song. So it is officially, like, if you look in Spotify, I think they changed it, but it used to be like, the title was calling occupants of interplanetary craft, parentheses, recognize anthem of World Contact Day. Okay, we're gonna move on, but it was an American Horror Story Apocalypse. Um, it repeated an American Horror Story Apocalypse, and I was like, okay, this is a bad experience. I don't even want to talk about this in this like sacred place I live in now. But then like I, I, so I was hearing it and hearing it, or I was hearing it, I was lying on the floor and it kept repeating itself over and over and over again. And it was on a, a big playlist and, 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 and I, I had it on shuffle and I'm like, why is this a thing? Anyway, so then I walk out, I hear somebody playing music from the morning after and goes, there's got to be a morning after if you said, you know what that song is in? American Horror Story. That is broke, that breaks the calling occupants loop. I, and I'm like, could I be making this up? I mean, maybe, but, but no, I'm like the coincidence is just far too much. I can't. Anyway, we're gonna move on. So we're gonna talk about David Bowie because David Bowie, I wouldn't say is the most popular for his, I guess, space pop music, not space pop. All these songs are not space pop, technically. Um, I'm gonna call them space pop music, I guess, because they're not, it's weird, I don't know, but I don't wanna call them space rock, I don't know. Anyway, they're space-themed music released in the 1970s and 60s, 60s and 70s, so that's what that is. Um, but, uh, oh my gosh, sorry. So I'm gonna talk about Starman and Life on Mars simply because um, Space Oddity is about like dying in space and not about contact and exploring the world, so, or the universe. Um, and that song is unbelievably good. You should go listen to it anyway. But Starman, let's start there. So Starman came out in 1972. Uh, it was in Doctor Who, it was in The Martian, which is the 2015 movie. Um, it was in Troop Zero, which came out last year. It's on Amazon Prime. It is such a good movie. It's about a little girl and she is like, her family is kind of hated by the whole town because like, they don't have a lot of money and they don't fit in. Um, and she wants to join like a, essentially a Girl Scout troop, but the Girl Scouts are all like prissy mean girls and just terrible. So she starts her own with a bunch of other like misfits and they're like competing in this pageant to be able to be on like the record they're gonna send into space. Um, but that's, it's such a good movie. You should absolutely watch it. The soundtrack for that movie is absolutely beautiful. Um, just truly really wonderful. Um, but Starman was in that is very star man waiting in the sky he'd like to come and meet us but he thinks he'd blow our minds like what is this optimism i don't get it um there's life on mars which was in american horror story because but it's an american horror story freak show which a is questionable season and b it's sung by jessica lang which is an absolutely amazing cover she does a great job you can listen to it on spotify um i haven't actually found any instances of this being in any media which to me is very bizarre. Um, I would absolutely put this in a television show. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but sailors fighting in the day. Oh man, look at the, it's a freaky show. It's just like a weird song. And then it's like not about space, but then it like becomes about space. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting song. I don't know, go listen to it. But that kind of, it's not as optimistic as Starman, but it like goes into this like, People are weird, so then 
is there are there people or are there uh is there life on mars that is also like diverse and weird and beautiful and wonderful and like optimism baby um so we're gonna go to the purple people eater 1958 fun fact about the purple people eater um is that that song according to my music teacher my 1960s rock music teacher we love to see it that song has the biggest seasonal spike on streaming platforms of like it's number one so like the song has like acceptable streams throughout the year and then it hits like halloween and the song goes way up way down and then goes like this so it has the biggest spike i believe it was the biggest spike on spotify and on apple music but then on one of those platforms it got passed by um all i want for christmas is you last year so i'm so 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 sorry um to purple people eater i'm so 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 sorry to Sheb Woolley. um but purple people eater is like hey like here's a one-eyed one-horn flying purple people eater who is an alien he's like purple people eater don't eat me and then the purple people eater goes like i want to get a job in a rock and roll band but this song doesn't have space elements the song is very like rock and roll it doesn't like influence but it's just like a very anyway that just fit into the whole um i guess pop genre of it all but it's still very optimistic and very upbeat because it's in both contact and it's in monsters versus aliens and it's in a lot of a lot of other things that are like i guess less space-like but it actually got its own disney channel original movie in 1988 this whole song has its own Disney Channel original movie in 1988. Now, I could not find a copy of that movie to watch. I couldn't find it on a streaming service. I couldn't find it on, like, as a download on, like, iTunes or um, Amazon. But I couldn't find a DVD of it. Like, I I've been buying DVDs online because they are cheaper than purchasing movies that I can't get on streaming services because HBO Max has not come out yet. I love you. Please come out. You're doing amazing. Everybody's working on that. You're doing amazing. Um... I would like to watch Gossip Girl after it gets released off of Netflix. Anyway, um, but that song has its own movie, which I would love to see someday. It would be amazing, but that's just a super fun fact. Um, there's a song called Mr. Spaceman, 1966, by The Birds. I know a lot about The Birds from my rock and roll, or my 60s classic rock class. Um, interesting group of people. That song is in Return to the Hidden Planet. <clears throat> Sorry, I can't talk. Again, I have not been talking to people at all. Um, I'm actually gonna pull up the lyrics to the song because I can't remember them as well as I should. Hey, if you're looking to play a song on the guitar, this is a good one to play. Um, but it's like, uh, must be the strangers that come every night. Those saucer-shaped lights put people upright. The blue-green footprints that glow in the dark. I hope they get home at night. And then he's like, hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along? He's like, please get me out of here. <laughs> this song is so funny. It's not funny. It's actually, like, kind of depressing. But it's like, I my life is horrible. Please take me away from this planet. But I don't want to. It's not like I want to die. I just want to get out of here. I just think it's such a bizarre song anyway um but i love the birds i think it's a really good song um i it's not in anything else that i could find with the exception of return to the hidden planet 
but anyway. I want to talk about three more songs, two of them are really brief, but 2000 Light Years From Home is a Rolling Stones song released in 1967, and Rolling Stones, kind of a, again, kind of a stretch from their other music, from what I know, what I've seen, what I've listened to, um, but this song is really cool because it features the theremin and the mellotron, which a lot of pop didn't use the theremin at all. A lot of them did use Mellotron, um, but Rolling Stones were very known for using a Mellotron. So them also including the theremin in this, very, very, very cool. Definitely added to the effects. Um, if you are listening to it right now, which I hope you are, um, but this is a very, very, very bizarre song too, again, about going into space. Um, it's very lonely, a thousand light years from home. Um, yeah, I don't know. And the sound of the song is very bizarre, in my opinion. I don't know. It just sounds weird. Um, yeah, did I skip a song? I'm so sorry. I went in the wrong order. That's why. I'm so sorry. Next is Space Cowboy, which just, like, sounds like Firefly to me. Space Cowboy movies are my favorite movies. Space Westerns? Oh, I love them so much. I love Space Westerns. Such a bizarre, and even like Firefly is a TV show, and we're not going to talk about Serenity, but like Space Western is such a cool genre. Anyway, um, but this or Space Cowboy is just like a cool, groovy, fun song. This song definitely sounds like it was influenced by um, Space Age Pop, less in the sort of um, instrument use, but definitely more in the tone. This song is very laid back, very chill. Obviously, Steve Miller Band is incredibly chill in like all of the songs that they play. Um, but I think this one's just really chill. It's a Supernatural, which I found off of Tune Find and not from personal experience. So if you come for me, I will be very upset. But I think that, yeah, I, I think that that's a very good song for Supernatural. But also Space Cowboy isn't that much about space. So I don't know. And the last one that I found that I enjoyed that I wanted to include was, was Walking on the Moon by The Police. I love The Police, not the cops, but The Police, the band. Um, and I think that this song is not about space at all. Like, I, I he just is like, let's put a line and then say Walking on the Moon. Let's put a line and then just say Walking on the Moon. It's such a weird song, but I, 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 don't, I hate calling all these songs weird because it's like, I don't want that to be a, a diss. But I love, I love songs like this that are just like kind of the intersection of space and like people. Wow, why do I love the movie Contact so much? Let's just see. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that this, I couldn't find anything that this song was in. This is a, I don't want to say a lesser known police song. Um, but people don't, they talk about, like, message in a bottle, they talk about, like, every breath you take, like, I don't know, I couldn't find a single thing that the song was featured in, if you find anything, let me know, I did Wikipedia, I did Tune Find, I tried to Shazam it, and then go to the IMDb, mm -mm, nada, so, I don't know, I just like the song, I just think it's cool, um, there are a lot of other space songs that are cool, and if you listen to the music that was popular at the time, it doesn't, there are, like, references to space as well, like, the songs aren't about space, but they're very specific to that time. Now, I kind of want to show some pictures in my next stream. I want to talk a little bit about my next streams and then I'll let y'all go. I probably have like 
10 minutes left because I just want to talk about this. So I'm currently streaming from my phone. I have to fix my microphone or I'm trying to fix my microphone right now. Um, it's not like right here, right now. Um, my microphone is cool. It makes me feel like an actual DJ. I modded it a lot, which is why it's broken. Um, but I'm hoping this video saves. If this video doesn't save, I will be crushed. I'll be crushed to the core. I want to have a little like overlay. I want this to be a real thing so badly. I am pushing the show so much because I love it. I purchased a sign by bidding or by haggling with somebody on eBay for three months. So I would like the show to be a thing and something I can consistently do all the time. But I absolutely think that um, I want to continue doing this. I also potentially seeing how things seeing how things go because I am approaching like it's it is my last month of school. I do potentially want to start doing this twice a week. I think I want to split it into like one subject and then an intersection. So I want to do like maybe a show that's either half media, half music, and or just talking about media, like just talking about one TV show or just talking about one thing. Um, and then potentially another show that's about the intersection of both. Cause this section I kind of split, like I did it half supervision, half, I guess pop which I really enjoyed, but it was more specifically because the genre was so narrow and I wanted to highlight a very specific aspect of a specific part of a specific genre of a specific type of composition. So I don't know. I think that I have a lot of ideas for future shows, a lot of ideas for future shows, but I also want to highlight artists and highlight shows that I love and highlight all the aspects of certain things. So like I am in a huge Ali X phase right now and I, like want to talk about the shows that her music is featured in if that makes any sense or i want to talk about like um because i'm not playing music i don't have to follow um fcc fcc guidelines about how many songs by the same artist i can play which is kind of cool so if i want to do a show dedicated to one artist and all the things that they've appeared in or one composer or one like i want to do i think like a single show and then kind of a a conglomeration show about the more of a theme so that interests you uh let me know i really want to know what y'all think like this sounds really stupid but i really want to know what y'all think because i'm not i i live in a void right now as do a lot of people and my goal is to bring the thing that i love so much that i missed so much i missed this show more than anything that i ever i guess did for the last three years of my life yeah i think right now i'm gonna stick with this because i know it kind of works um the kind of half and half because this to my knowledge went fairly well even though my brain is completely scattered right now because i'm nervous and i think now i'm feeling better but i was like um but i absolutely absolutely want to try and stream twice a week and then maybe do a more focused show. But again, as I said before, that will probably be in about a month or so. Or if it does end up happening, if I do do like a trial show earlier, I will let everybody know. I am currently posting on Instagram and on Facebook. So if you are friends with me on Facebook, beautiful and wonderful. I hope you're seeing these posts. If you do not, are not my friend on Facebook, I guess, and you've please go follow my Instagram or check my Instagram stories. I will post probably towards the end of the week 
or maybe even in the middle of the week. I just love this. So I make a ton of graphics on Photoshop and it makes me happy. Um, uh, what the theme is, when the show is, what's going on, and then I'll post the day of, and then hopefully five minutes before if I can like remember. So yay. Um, so I'm a lot more consistent in that on Instagram just because it's easier and I feel weird posting on Facebook all the time. I don't know why. I rarely use Facebook except to like figure out what's happening in the place I just left. LOL. Um, but yeah, uh, please feel free to go subscribe to my YouTube channel that is linked down here, which is the watch again section. Um, I really, you don't have to watch it again, but if you ever miss a broadcast, it will let you know when I upload it. Also, please go follow me on Instagram. Not any like promo because I don't post. I just do stories and it's like actually a very good way to get updates. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Oh, it's emma.png. Sorry, like emma and then the file format.png. So thank you so much for watching. I love you all. Um, let me know what you think. Feel free to type in the chat. Feel free to text me. Feel free to Twitter DM me. I'm gonna turn all my notifications back on, baby. Um, feel free to Insta DM me. Did I already say that? Feel free to Facebook message me. Feel free to send me a telepathic message like the members of the, uh, what the hell was their name? Members of the uh, International Flying Saucer Bureau. So let me know, send me an owl, I don't know. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching I, or listening, whatever form you are, I guess, streaming this on. I have no idea how people are streaming this. I have no idea how people are streaming this without the app, but let me know. If this format does not work for you, please tell me. If this was difficult, please tell me. I'm trying to figure this out so much. This is a trial run. It worked fairly smoothly smoothly on my end, but also I don't have all my equipment and I want the audio to be like good and not trash. We'll see how this goes. This is a journey. This is a whole new thing. The whole world is a whole journey right now. So I love you all and I really hope you're staying safe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, please take care of yourselves. Please take care of your friends and family and the people around you. A lot of stuff is happening in the world and there's very little you can control and it sucks. So if there are things you can control, hold on to them and Tell people you love them if you do. So I love you and I appreciate you all. And I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Anyway, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>